Hello, welcome to Local Anesthetic Podcast. This is your weekly injection of mind-numbing local news. My name is Alex and this is Rob. Hello. We are, sorry if we're sounding a bit sarcastic, we're not, <laughs> we don't mean to. I just can't think of anywhere where to say hello. <laughs> yeah, just, well. I'd like to add a bit of variety to it and I can't think of it and that's why I started to do the forum. Yeah, let's not go back to no. that. We can be found on our website which is www.lapodcast.net. We are on facebook.com at www.facebook.com forward slash lapodcast. We are on Twitter at LA Podcast if you'd like to tweet us we're on Tumblr lapodcast.tumblr.com and if you want to email us in a story that you have found in your local area or anywhere really where you think you know what this is a gem local anaesthetic need to report this then we do have at the end of every episode a listener story of the week where we pick out a story that's been submitted to us during the week our favourite story that's submitted to us a week and we read them that doesn't mean if you submit one and we don't read it out that it will never get read out does it Rob because sometimes no, no, no. you hold them back if they're good exactly. and you'll read them in a future week so uh, do email us and our email address is lapodcast.net at gmail.com I haven't made a mistake it is correct it's lapodcast.net at gmail.com we just like to do things differently don't we Rob yeah exactly so how have you been? You, I remember, I think, I don't know if I commented last week or the week before, that you were looking slightly dishevelled. You're still looking, your hair's getting floppy yeah, again. Yeah, I just, uh, seems to grow quite quickly. Do you know what it is? I think it's because I'm slightly like intimidated something. by my barber. Because it's, it's, a, it's a, a unisex barber. Like, like Why the, are you going to a unisex barber? Well, because are you saying a woman cuts your hair? No, no, a man cuts my hair. But one side's men and one side's women. Right. And it's Essex, so there's always, women, there's always more women than men. And there's only one man who, I think there's one man and one woman who cut their hair for the men. Sorry, Rob, I just want to... Cut off your other tedious story. Sorry. Why don't you just go to a different barber? Because it... Well, they're close, that's why. And they're cheap as well. But if you're intimidated... Yeah, I could go, through, go back to my old barber. So you're saying you don't enjoy... Because you used to moan about his ex-wife. <laughs> well, you could do that, but that would also... I'm sure there are lots of barbers yeah. around where you live, Rob. Yeah, I need to... Are I you going for like a one-direction look or something? No, well... When it gets my... Because usually I have sort of a... I can't think of what... Well, I don't even know what the style's called, but the kind of the quiff, you know, the side parting. Then when it gets too long, I just sort of sweep it across the front like some sort of fell boy band member. Yeah. Um, which I'm, I'm rocking at the moment. So, um... Because I remember in the past, you used to have a bit shorter and a bit more kind of spikier, kind of up. Yeah. I might go back to that. You so, don't really seem to be that bothered. I'm not really. I can't... Mm-hmm. You know, Does Sarah have an opinion on it? I think, I think she prefers it long, but usually... I wear, you think she prefers it long. Yeah, I mean, but when, at the weekend, I tend to wear a bit more messy, a bit, a bit more trendy when i got my, you know, my skinny <laughs> jeans on and so on. And she likes that, does she? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, anyway, then there's a, a, an order of business I need to address, Alex, and it's something that we don't tend to do an awful lot, but I need to do it. I'd like to issue an apology. Hmm. To a listener, actually. Oh, I thought you meant for your rather shoddy performance on the podcast over the last few months. No, I think they've got used to that by now. Right. Um, I've been away for a few days. I've been up in Manchester, in Bury in particular, which is in Lancashire, where my other half is from. And um, I took a picture of a steam engine, uh, uh, an LMS Hughes Crab uh, 260, if anyone cares. And um, Jack uh, from Todmorden commented on the picture saying, oh, you're just around the corner from me. I wasn't aware of this. You really. said, fuck off, mate. <laughs> No, I hope you didn't. I value our listeners. No, so do I. That's what I'm saying. So how did you offend him? No, I didn't offend him at all. Oh, good. Um, what I didn't realise is that Berry and Todmorden are apparently about 15 miles apart, and, and I had no knowledge of. And literally, it's just down. You know, if, if you're a northerner, ah, it's a short so now walk. you're a geographical. Because you know what, Rob, I knew that. Did you? No. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I was speaking to um, uh, to Sarah and her mum about it, and not only is it literally just around the corner. I've been pronouncing Todd Morden wrong. <laughs> mm. 
Um, I know, I've just been going along with it. Oh. I'll got, tell you how it's what? pronounced. Go it's on. pronounced... Todd Morton. Nope, there's no... Todd Morton! Nope. Todd Morton. Right, before we... Uh, Todd Morton! Right. Todd <laughs> Morton. Anyway, How's so... How's it pronounced, then? It's, uh, it's not Todd Morton, it's Todd Morton. Is it really? But yeah. I've heard other people call it Todd Morton. Who? Who have you heard? Alex, this is a small town in the Pennines. I'd heard of Todd Morton before you mentioned it. Oh. Well, Unless I'm getting confused. Someone else. So how's it pronounced? Todd Morton. As in Todd he, he, So he tweeted you or whatever, did he? And said, you're pronouncing it wrong, mate. No, no, no. He didn't say that. He said, oh, you're, you're not far from me. And then I, I, I sort of, I read out his comment on Instagram to, to Sarah. And she said, you, you realise you've been saying it wrong. So all this, all this time for well, the last lesson. 212 episodes. There's a listen to this. If your girlfriend bothered to listen to the podcast, we'd have found this out a long time ago. Oh. She also realised I'm opposed on the air, but I um, guess that ship sailed. Say that again. Do you remember when we discussed and sort of proposing on air? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's gone there. You've lost your chance, love. Yeah, fuck her. Um, <laughs> right. Is that your, any other orders of business? Uh, oh, I'm, I'm not doing the steam experience anymore. I'm not going to drive a steam engine. So I thought you had driven a steam engine. No, it? we couldn't. Why well, well, I was going to do it? Was a, it was a gift from your other, from Sarah to you. What yeah. do you mean? Or she just cancelled it? No, no. What happened was I tried to contact the steam railway. And and not, gone, I don't know gone. if they got into liquidation, but for whatever reason, they're not answering their phones. So how do you get your money back then? Well, what I've done is exchanged it. For, so you can use the, the sort of the money to an equivalent value. When, and um, so I've split it between two things. One, I'm not going to discuss in the podcast because it's a possible engagement. Uh, spoiler alert a possible in- engagement uh, spot as we say so maybe we, I need to cut that out <laughs> no 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 no. she doesn't listen Alex it's fine I, have, I won't say what it is but the other one is we're going to do the London Rib Experience which sounds so, like, sorry sorry whoa what sounds like some sort of dogging weekend exactly what it is you go around various uh, lay-bys in London from <laughs> the coach what is the London Rib Experience the London Rib Experience rib. is rib as in R-I-B yeah which refers to the type well, of you just go ra- oh right it's not that you go around having spare ribs in the best places no, and, and it's not you, do, you don't have like an assortment of prophylactics uh, no. rib for her pleasure um, it's a speedboat down in Thames so you start at water oh, I thought you really wanted to drive a steam engine I did but I thought it'd be nice if, if I can't do this do something that we can do together I'm just a hopeless romantic what can I say is it romantic travelling at God knows how many miles on a speedboat down the Thames? Well, we'll soon find out. I'm doing it this Sunday. <laughs> Chucking your guts actually. up, is it? Is it? This is the other thing, because, again, we've decided to record quite late in the evening. Not late in the evening, it's about 7 o'clock. But I've booked the trip for quarter past 7, so it will be in, so you the get, sun would be setting. Are you going to get dressed up like James Bond, Rob? Shit, that's a good idea. Why didn't I think of that? Does she like James Bond? Not really. Probably no. not the best idea. <laughs> no. And knowing me, it would hit a wave and I'd just drop the ring over the side. <laughs> Oh, is that where you're going to do it? No, 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 no. no. There's this different idea, but I, that that had occurred to me. But so yeah, I don't think doing it on speedboat would be the best way. Well, you're probably right, Rob. Before, we do actually have to get onto the meat so, of this yeah, podcast yeah. considering we're seven minutes in. But just quickly, lesbian neighbour update. Any news? No, I, they were arguing again last night. Oh, good. So suddenly now you now know they're both alive. Yeah, yeah. So both screens are actually both both definitely stopped. I, th- I think that she may have actually moved out for a short period, I, but I can't confirm this because I, I saw her loading her bags from, from a car, the one I haven't seen for a while. Right. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> Possibly. Mm. Okay, Rob. Let's get on with the podcast, because that's what people are tuning in for, not to hear us catching up. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> 
You don't know that. That could be true. Wrong. I'm going to launch in straight into this. This is a story by Carly Reid. It's from the New Shopper. It's from the 11th of September. Right. I know it's an auspicious date. Auspicious? Auspicious, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's not connected to that in any way. Well, I don't think so. I hope not. Um, and the headline is, Mysterious Sandwich Trail Found Outside Broccoli at Train Station. <laughs> right. It, this isn't just the sort of a trail of the contents of a sandwich, is it? Yeah, I have to, I have to say that in honour of Rick Mail mm. and the way he used to pronounce sandwich, the word sandwich at the bottom, I yeah. am going to be pronouncing it sandwich, sandwiches. Yeah, <laughs> the correct way to say it. Yeah, a trail of sandwiches was left on the road outside Brockley train station yesterday. Brockley Twitter user Kim Sheehan tweeted a photo of the sandwiches on Station Road, which also consisted of one burger. With the comment, someone has left a row of sandwiches and burgers outside Broccoli Station, not sure what they're trying to catch. The 24-year-old personal assistant added upon seeing the sandwiches, she had no idea what was going on, and that the trail started and finished along the path. She said, I thought it was funny, but also a bit wasteful, as they look like good sandwiches. That's the end of the story. That's it. I mean, that's, that's astounding. Would you like to see the picture of the sandwiches? Not really. Oh, oh. Including a burger. So, I mean... Okay, that's interesting. I mean, someone has actually gone to effort to place those because they're almost... And they, they look nice. They do. Do you think she did it, Rob? Took a picture and then rang up the paper. <laughs> is that not... That's a, that's, if that is the case, that's a real cry for help. <laughs> I think this person is a desperate loser. Um, there's, <laughs> there's only one comment, Rob, I want to read out on this story. It's by Dean Ambrose, who simply says, She better be careful. All these journalists being captured by ISIS, one that writes about bacon, is a defo target. <laughs> Slightly odd comment, okay. Possibly slightly offensive as well. Yeah, yeah. Slightly tactless. Now, Rob, as you all know, we've been doing this podcast a while, and you all know, one thing you'll know about New Shopper is when they start a feature, yeah, they really run with that feature, don't they? And they don't just suddenly drop the feature and start a new one. If you remember Andy Park's editor's eyes, I mean, they were professionally done every week. They didn't just stop out of nowhere, did they? Absolutely. Without yeah. explanation. He didn't just start a new feature without explanation. God no. forbid. Yeah, well, so we had all the top ten lists. We had the burning question. Great the things New Shopper now seem to be doing, and there are loads of them, they're coming into when I'm looking at their stories every day, Rob, and they're so tedious, is their new feature seems to be Stat Chat. It's called Stat Chat. <laughs> stat- wow. I don't understand why it's called Stat Chat. And then they ask a question. I believe these are from the mind of Andrew Parks. When, when you hear this, it's from the mind of Andrew Parks. So this is a question... Posed on the 11th of September again. Could London gain independence as a country? Oh, I meant... Whoa, 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 Sorry. Could London gain independence as a country? Mm-hmm. Has he... T- and he's taken a straw poll on this, has he? I don't know. We don't know it's by Andy Parks. I'm just making an assumption. Um, every... This is a story. Every day we pull some stats from a survey and say... Well, they've even written it wrong. Every day we have some stats from a survey and have a chat about the findings. So it's called Stat Chat. Right. Today, Makes future sense. of London and could the capital be an independent country? One in five Londoners think, thinks the capital will be better off as its own country. Really? One in five Londoners really thinks that? Well, maybe he's consulted with his family and, and there are five of them. <laughs> yeah, possibly. And one of them said yes. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So that's the stat. We don't know what the sample size was. Maybe, maybe, maybe the suggestion was that he should live in his own country. That's a very good idea. Although maybe he already thinks so. Rob, please listen to this. 29% Rob of people in the UK think London will be unrecognisable by 2030. In what respect? I don't know. Nuclear arm again, maybe? 
Londoners anticipate the biggest change in the capital, with 38% thinking the capital will be unrecognisable. So 38% of people living in London think that the capital will be unrecognisable. But, but it doesn't... Ha- what? How? how you won't we? be able to recognise it as London, Rob. You'll confuse it for Torquay. Yeah, well, it's, um, many have done before. 80% of people want more green space. So maybe the 80% of people, Rob, are going to mobilise. London's going to become much more green space, a bulldozed with fields... And that's why it'll be unrecognisable by 2030, do you see? I see, yeah. People powered. More than 60% want more bikes on the road than cars. I agree with that. I don't. Half of people think that Wi-Fi in London will be completely free and people will be constantly logged on by 2030. That could be true. I'm imagining we might have moved on to something past Wi-Fi. You would hope so in, in, what, 16 years? My fear, Rob, is that we're all going to be hooked into some mainframe, as I've said to you before. Nearly half of people think we will live in a cashless society by then. So what's this little bartering system, maybe? I think they mean that payments will all happen without money. Oh, I see, right. Yeah. As predicted in Revelations in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah. So let's it's getting dangerous yeah, now. Let's hope we're not getting there. More than 5 million people in the UK think there'll be no monarchy by 2030. And I hope the security services are watching those 5 million people very carefully. Yeah. One in 10 people think London will be waterlogged like Venice. That could be true, yeah. With the polar ice... With the polar... I can't say it. With the polar ice caps melting, yeah. What do you think? Do you think London could ever gain independence and become a separate country? What would be the pros and cons? What do you think the biggest changes in London will be over the next 15 years? Post a comment below or on Twitter instead using hashtag NSS. Sorry, NS. It's a new shopper. Statchat. There are not one single comment on this story (laughs) despite it now being up for six days. Before we uh, move on, Rob... I do actually have to quickly update you, don't I, on the movements of Andrew Parks. Because do you oh, remember yes. Andrew Parks' new feature? Do you remember what it was called? Oh, there we go. Was it? It was Come something... On. The Good, the Bad and the Ugly. It kind of, five thoughts of the week. Oh, that's close. New shopper is not going to allow scumbags to hide their past. <laughs> okay. Right, Rob, listen carefully. Uh, right. Andrew Parks, new shopper editor, 10th of September. Each week I share my five thoughts of the week, the good, the bad and the ugly. That's where you've got a good memory. Right, okay. But I'm not selfish. I'm also happy to donate the space to guest writers to have their say. So great, write yeah, to me great. using the detail for that. Number one. People seeking to hide their past are being helped by Google. The online giant says people can now request to have certain items about themselves removed. Well, news shoppers, newspapers and websites are not going to allow unpleasant scumbags to hide from their past. We will publicise each application seeking to cover up their previous sins. Sure, people must move on, but they can't rewrite history. <laughs> so, I mean, the one thing I've noticed about Andrew, he's not one for forgiveness, really, is he? Or, or humanity, even. No, I think he's quite vindictive. Mm. Remember your 18th birthday? I'm not sure I do. I know for a fact my nephew doesn't remember his, and it was only last Saturday. He says I'll never drink again. Ha ha. But as we know, it's no good telling them. They have to learn these lessons for themselves. So can I just say this is the edit? This is mindless drivel. What if I just don't understand how he thinks this is quality journalism? Number three, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think our Scottish neighbours should stick with us as we're stronger together. However, if their democratic decision is to go it alone, then that's their choice. But under no circumstances should our politicians seek to bribe them into staying with us simply by chucking more gifts at them. Do you know what I actually agree with Andrew Badger Parks on that one? There's a great point, Rob. The Simpsons guys have done a special two-minute video of Willie the Groundskeeper on on the Scottish Independence. Oh, really? Yeah. It's it's absolutely brilliant. Fantastic. 
Um, number four. Wow, new shop will be 50 years young next year. Jesus We've got something special for that, Rob. What a long way it's come in half a century. What would you like to see us do to celebrate this momentous occasion? Any ideas? Close the paper. <laughs> Sack the editor. <laughs> Number five. Had a great meal this week and it contained pomegranate seeds. Hadn't had them for years and had forgotten just how good and versatile they are. Yeah. Great. Actually, Thanks, Alan. Do you want to uh, post that on uh, Alan Partridge quote Twitters? On their Twitter oh, page? yes. Um, Accidental par- Partridge. I mean, had a great meal this week and it contained pomegranate seeds. Hadn't had them for years and had forgotten how, just how good and versatile they are. Fantastic. Some uh, comments, Rob. The fuzziest of bears... Oh, yeah. says, may I respectfully suggest that the standard of reporting and journalism in general on the New Shopper website is often so poor that you would actually be better off if Google buried some of your stories. <laughs> Comment of the week. Yeah, without a doubt. Okay, Rob, now is the time when I get to sit back and relax and listen to your drivel. What stories <laughs> have you got for us? I've got two stories, um, which I'm going to do now. I've got one for later, which is... I'd say it was... Fantastic story about it. I'm going to start with these two. Um, the first one is from the non-traitors guardian. Should we just drop the non-traitors guard, uh, the non-traitors bit from the guardian? We probably, no, we probably need to keep it so we can make to differentiate it from the traitorous, traitorous, traitorous guardian. Yeah, absolutely. With their uh, liberal agenda, Rob. Yeah. Uh, the story is by Zoe O'Brien. The headline: Walthamstow estate agent sacked for chocolate theft. Oh, I love stories like this. A Walthamstow estate agent who stole a bar of chocolate while showing a client around a flat has been sacked. Sorry. Whoa. So what I'm already picking up from this is that she's showing somebody around a flat. He. He is showing somebody around a flat. There's a bar of chocolate that belongs to the occupants of the flat and he nicked it. Yeah. In view of the people who were being shown around. They I don't ordered. know. I think, I think, well, from the, there's, there's a few pictures which are sort of screen grabs. Um, and, it, and I think the suggestion is the, the, the uh, potential occupants had already left the room and he just sort of it was um, what's it called uh, hidden camera yeah it was a hidden camera yeah why was there a hidden camera in the flat uh, yeah it doesn't say um, the agent was called when owner John Carter was testing motion activated cameras he was planning to use his new ah, house right he did say didn't it? well yeah but it doesn't say again why he was using them unless it was it's his own business from yeah that's true the agent is filmed in Host Street uh, in his host street flat picking up a large bar of galaxy chocolate and putting it into his pocket he has now been sacked from his job at your moose sterling and Whoa. based in host street disciplinary action yes sacking that's for quite, a bar of quite, galaxy yeah I mean that's Although, quite harsh it is a weird thing to do yeah to steal a whole bar of jet galaxy take a couple of squares don't take the whole bar well you don't know it's open Alex I think, it would, I think I'll be, it would be worse if he actually opened the chocolate bar took a few squares and then left it am I right in remembering that galaxy is the creamiest milkiest chocolate or is that another Oh, that's Nestle, Nestle's Milky Bar, isn't it? Yes, I think it is, yeah. It's, right. um, a sad mistake to make. Uh, director of Your Moose Sterling & Co, uh, Manish Samani, said, We take pride in the provision of our services and we are very serious about the protection of our reputation and brand. Oh, um, come on, Rob. What did they do? Did they send them over an extra... I mean, I just meant the compensation. What did they do? Did they send them a, a hamper full of Galaxy bars? What, they must have done something <laughs> in response to this. What did they do? No, it, it doesn't say anything about that. It just right. says... Um, Therefore, as soon as we were made aware of this, uh, this instant action was taken and the employee is no longer working with us, the landlord has fully accepted this apology and the tenants accepted a, a payment as just a good payment. They gave him £1.50. I reckon they, no, you know what I reckon they gave him? Monthly. Chocolate coins. <laughs> a bag of chocolate coins. Of course I had to think about that. Which would again seem sarcastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, so a few comments. This comment struck me as slightly... I don't know. I think 
some things you need to keep in context. Let's put it this way. So the comment's from G Wiz, and he says, "Blimey, that was a quick sacking. A little harsh, I think, especially when you consider that so many people, so many people oversaw and ignored child abuse in Rotherham, and they <laughs> and they still have their jobs." And Will Steve, excellent pen, uh, pension benefits. I, it was a good point, Rob. Um, for all we know, this was the long. This was the, the 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 bar of galaxy that broke the camel's back to mix up metaphors, because. For all we know, this was the, the, the last in a long list of offences. Absolutely. Might have, yeah. I reckon there was a, gradua- a, gra- a graduation, a gra- is it gradation? Gradation of chocolate bar theft. Come on, Rob. He started off with a Smarty. He went up to an M&M. Mm. Then he went to a Cadbury's cream egg. Then he went to... You no, know, no, no, no that, that's quite... That's too, that's too much of a leap. I yeah, know. I it is. Think you're right. I was thinking maybe a Freddo in between that. What about a Revel? Is it a Revel? Revel's about the same as a, as a minstrel Revel... Alex, we could go on for years. Oh, yeah, smarty to minstrel, definitely. Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. But either way, at some point it went to a Cadbury's cream egg. Yeah. At some point after that it went to like a Mars... What, there's something keeps flying. Yeah, I there's a... There's a um, Mitch. We've, um, we've decided to, uh, to record in the dark, and okay. I think, uh, and uh, unfortunately, they, they've... Now we've well, this is technically twice. our date that we agreed on having last week. Oh, yeah. And that's you've worn a nice shirt for it. Yeah, I have. You? I've got the candle, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so he moved up very slowly, Rob. Exactly. Uh, Creme de Menthe says... He should have gotten the sack for wearing that awful suit to work, which is a bit well, harsh. Can I see though. the picture? You can, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the suit does appear to be purple. I mean, there's only two sort of, like I said... There's, there's oh, my God. It's That's quite an estate agent, if ever I've seen yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. It's no mistake in what he does for Do a Do we know what size the Galaxy Bar was? Is it the extra big size? I think it was a large one. Yeah, I think it was. So, like, the one that would cost a pound something? Like, the proper yeah, big... Yeah, yeah, The big the bastard. Ones, the ones that, when you go into... <laughs> That's what they uh, should call it. The, the Galaxy Big Bastard. <laughs> It's the ones that whenever you go into, into W.A. Smith's, they try to sell you for a pound regardless of what you're buying. I mean, no one ever wants. There must be somebody, Rob, somewhere who's bought like a Samsung Galaxy phone off eBay or whatever and they've just opened the box and, you know, and it's delivered to them and inside it's just a Galaxy, <laughs> just a Galaxy bar. <laughs> some, some, it will have happened. Somebody, somebody. Yeah. And Samsung uh, scrawled over it. Yeah. <laughs> it's melted into the chocolate. Yeah. Uh, and Village Cranberry says, uh, does this agency advertise in loot? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, clever. Yeah. Uh, my second story is from uh, the Citizen. The Citizen? Right. Yeah. It will never stop, Rob. No, I know, I know. Not it's until just... they take out some sort of injunction. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't think we listen to the podcast, so we could, could do, keep doing it for some time. The headline, there's no journalist listed, by the way. Warnings about stolen meat after Gloucester man offered lamb from rucksack. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Really offered lamb from. I mean, it's not an episode title. We haven't had any episode titles yet. Um, I must admit, I've, there's one story that has a potentially okay. fantastic okay. episode title. Offered lamb from a rucksack. Well, lamb from a rucksack, mm. which sounds like it could be some sort of I don't know, some sort of um, uh, very niche dish. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> lamb from, on the menu. Lamb from a rucksack. Yeah. yeah. Um, warning's been made about the dangers of counterfeit counterfeit meat. I like that. Right. Can't meet after. What is it? Monkey meat that they're passing off as lamb. I don't think they know. Dog, possibly. Um, after counterfeit, after counterfeit meat. Sorry, about counterfeit meat. After Gloucester man was offered lamb for a rucksack. <laughs> Steve O'Connell, who was doing community work, in, I, I didn't clock you. He was doing community work. Yeah. No, that's community work. Yeah, sorry, community service. No, no, sorry. Yeah. In Lower Tuffley, when he was approached by two men. After Steve refused to buy the meat, the pair walked off in search of other potential buyers. Um, Steve suspects the meat could have only come from stolen animals. He said, These two lads were just approaching people and selling meat out of their rucksacks, which can't be very healthy. That it was bag a bit hot. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it must have. Also, 
Do you think someone would have bought this? Bought it? Because, I mean, you, I don't know. Someone approached me with a backside, with like a rucksack and opened it and said, mate, I've, I've got this meat. Do you, uh, do you fancy it? Actually, if they said that, I'd, I'd be suspected it might be something else. No, um, there's no way I would buy meat from somebody from their rucksack, no. But where is this in the world? Gloucester, did you say? This is Gloucester, yeah. Um, I think people in Gloucester, that's the sort of thing they, they do. Simple simple life up there, simpletons. I've got a friend who lives there, Tom. Um, I'm sure Tom now is living this sort of idyllic life where he wanders down the street, somebody offers him meat from a rucksack and he buys it, goes home, eats it. That seems like a question the new shop would pose. Would you buy meat from a rucksack? Yeah. Um... They just look like normal chaps walking up the road. I didn't, uh, I didn't expect them to do something like that. They, they didn't look scruffy or suspicious at all. <laughs> Steve added, I know a number of farms in Wales have lost livestock. It must be terrible for them. I don't think he cares that much. Um, Sergeant uh, Simon Clement, the, the uh, Constabulary's Rural Environmental Crime Officer, said, I would caution, I would caution, extre- sorry. I would caution extreme care if anyone is, is offered meat for sale without being certain of its origin. Don't make yourself ill just for saving a bit of cash. Mm. I think that's a fair point and one we can all we can all associate with. Absolutely. Right, Rob, my, my story that I want to read out this week actually isn't that very long, but I thought it might might prompt some discussion, I'm not sure. It's from the New Shopper. It's by Carly Reed. It's from the tenth of September. Okay. And the headline is Nurse Who Liked Big Bottoms from Lewisham Hospital gets 18-month suspension for charges, including pulling down colleague's skirt. <laughs> a Lewisham Hospital nurse who was a self-confessed fan of, in quotes, big bottoms, has been suspended for 18 months for alleged misconduct involving, including pulling down a colleague's skirt. Is this a male or female? Male nurse, right. I think. I, yeah. Vusi Nikosi, who has worked on the hospital's gynecological and orthopaedic oh, wards. Jesus Christ. That's quite a combination, gynecology and orthopaedics. <laughs> I mean, it's now becoming a bit... How did you... Go, did those teachers go to... Because orthopaedics would generally involve senior citizens, right? Yeah. Oh. Since May 2008, <laughs> was verbally aggressive to other members of staff, calling one nurse, in quotes, a brainless cow. <laughs> he refused to collect post-operative patients and told another colleague he was willing to be her toy boy. A nursing and midwifery council tribunal heard. So just to put this in perspective, he called one the Sabrina's cow. He refused to collect post-operative patients. Right. So these are patients who've just been operated on who need to be collected. Yeah. Which he was refusing to do. Well, that's I, fair. I mean, he, he couldn't sexually assault those ones. <laughs> well, he could. Well, he could. Yeah, <laughs> there's no implication easier. that he sexually assaulted any patient. Or... No, no. I, I, I apologise. I, I, I retract that comment. Yeah. What, what, what would a uh, what would a uh, class in what, what would pulling down someone's pants class us? Yeah, he's doing that to uh, other nurses, Rob, colleagues. Oh, okay, right. The NMC Nursing and Midwifery Council was also told how Nicosi, who did not attend the five day hearing, always a good sign. Don't turn up to your own tribunal. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I just didn't turn up. You know, told one female coworker, in quotes, he knew what was good for her. Close quote. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> the NMC's Victoria Hale explained, colleague A was dealing with a, with a bank nurse who had to leave her shift early. Right. This then led to, to the registrant and colleague A exchanging words at the nursing station. He is said to have shouted, You are a lazy cow. You're a fucking brainless idiot. Later, the registrant told colleague A that he knew what she was missing and was willing to be her toy boy. So he's called her a brainless idiot and then followed that up with, You want to go out? I'll be your toy boy. You know, obviously he is a way in, and that was his way in. He yeah. would say, look, I can see what you're missing. It sounds like you're missing a brain. So you don't see anything... Do you fancy me being a, do you fancy being a toy boy? Or <laughs> uh, me being a toy boy? So from what I'm hearing, you don't think there's anything wrong so far, yeah? No. 
On another occasion with the same colleague, Nicosia allegedly said he could imagine his, in quotes, thing, close quotes, in between her bottom and grabbed another female colleague's wrists. Sorry, he, he said... Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was also claimed that Cozy would refuse to collect post-operative patients from theatre if he felt he had too much paperwork to do, which would subsequently delay handover by up to three hours. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's not really, you know, <laughs> making these sort of inappropriate sexual comments to other members of staff compared to not collecting post-operative patients. Which do you think is worse, Rob? Ooh, that's a good question. It was all... <laughs> I don't know what you're getting at. No, no, my point is that this, to combine those two things together seems a bit odd. Well, no, because I think it's basically trying to paint a picture of a character who was also fairly ineffective and, and, and incompetent in his job. Yeah, no, that makes sense. The panel concluded Nikosi's conduct breached nursing standards, caused distress to colleague A, and his failures to comply with colleagues' requests put patients at risk of harm. So that's that story, Rob, which I thought uh, was worth, worth letting our listeners know about. Now... My last, my, my last story, Rob, which is also a small one. I just can't believe, I cannot believe, Rob, we have another one of these. Yeah. Oh. You're building this up, Al. I'm, 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 I can't wait to see what this is. Well, you remember last week, Rob, I said I felt that you developed a bit of a specialism for stories like this, and I had a similar one. We now have another one. Yes, we do, Rob. It's by Carly Reid, who I think my stories have exclusively been by this week. From the 10th of September, new shopper, down a man forced to rethink sandwich filling after buying out-of-date bacon from Tesco. <laughs> Date stories we had it is Robert it's the story of two th- it's the meme of 2014 yeah, I, so. I think it's replaced the sort of bad news animal stories to some extent to some extent well it is still bad news animal stories to a degree when you think that it's mainly about food meat things like yeah, yeah good point yeah, yeah. a bacon enthusiast from Downham who purchased rashers from a Tesco store in Nersham was shocked to find that it was two days out of date Rob. Paul Williams a blogger from Farmfield Road um, unemployed basically <laughs> That's not his job. A waster. <laughs> was disappointed to having to alter his lunch plans at the last minute upon returning home with a £2.65p snack. The 37-year-old said, My initial reaction was surprise and then disappointment that I was going to have a cheese roll instead of a bacon one. Mr Williams also said finding the stock error has since putting, on, putting him off shopping at the, Brom, at the store what? on Bromley Road. He added, To be honest, I don't really like shopping there anyway, but it's the closest shop to us. A spokesperson for Tesco says... We are sorry that this product was on our shelves. We've been reviewing our procedures to make sure this isolated incident doesn't happen again. If the customer returns a product to store, we'll be happy to give a full refund. Now, Rob, comments. Sitcup1234 said, I think the headline should read, Man who can't read buys out-of-date bacon. Who the hell is a bacon enthusiast? No doubt he is spending his hard-earned job seekers. Yes, yeah, bacon enthusiast is, is up there with blogger, so... White Rabbit 9, Rob, uh, posts a chilling thought uh, and a chilling premonition of the future and simply says, in a very short time, people will be scrambling for anything to eat. Just wait till they crash the system. Was White Rabbit 9, they, that was the same when he posted that, that absolutely, I mean, it was almost uh, apocalyptic yeah. message last week as well, wasn't I, it? I believe so. Swanley person says, uh, he's right, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. Someone's agreeing with him. That's just what we need. The only thing I think, Alex, is that the only reason this, this story made the press was because uh, the out-of-date bacon was the only thing that stopped him from masturbating. <laughs> I mean, going back to blogging. <laughs> Very good point, Rob. Okay, Rob, you got a story for us? Alex, I was up, as I said, I was up in Bury, which is near Manchester, and I saw this story... In the Manchester evening, yeah, so can we just let talk. our listeners know we are now recording in almost pictures? Yeah, it's got it's got very dark, and uh, it, Rob's face again 
Litter by the light of the tablet. Soft light of the tablet. Alex, I love this story. Okay. So yeah, it's from the Manchester Evening News. It's by John Seahoot. I think is how that's pronounced. So you're going to be sourcing stories from there, from now on? No, no, no. It's just, it's just Why a, not? Well, maybe. Yeah, okay. If they're that good looking. quality, come right, on. Okay. The headline. Cowabunga. Gun-toting Ninja Turtle sparks shooting drama in Newton Heath. Fucking hell. Please. And by the way, I do like the fact that they... Because you do know that when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out in America, yeah. our title of it was changed. Yes, I was aware of that. To, yeah. to Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Because it was thought that... Ninja was too aggressive. So I like the fact they're going... With, with the original title. Yeah. Yeah. Police are hunting a gunman dressed as a ninja turtle after shots were fired through a letterbox of a house. Right. Uh, no one was inside the home on Avril Street in Newton Heath when the drama happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, officers were called to the address and found scorch marks and pellets consisting, uh, consistent with a, a shotgun being fired through the letterbox of the house. Fucking hell. Although it is occupied, no one was inside at the time of the shooting on Thursday night. A few minutes earlier, earlier, a witness spotted a man with a gun dressed from head to toe in, <laughs> as a teenage mutant ninja turtle on nearby Edgeware Road and dialed 999. Head to toe? Yeah. As and dialed 999. Can you imagine that phone call? They're going to be, they're going to be saying, are you taking the piss? Because you're going to have to persuade them you're serious. Yeah. Do they say which teenage mutant ninja turtle? No, we don't. That's, that's if I recall, none of them carried a shotgun. I don't know one of them had nunchucker, one of them had... Actually, you know, there's a picture. Thing. There's, there's Raphael had those. There's a stick. Things. They had the yeah. What was I don't know the fork, I can't remember the forks were called. Donatello had the stick. Raphael had the forks. Uh, Michelangelo had the nunchucker, and then another one had swords. But right. I can't remember which one. What was the other one? Dogtanian. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, he had the rapier, I believe. Sorry. He had oh the... no, sorry. I'm thinking of something else. The rapier. Oh uh, right. Yeah. Um, just in case readers aren't aware, the uh, Teenage Ninja, uh, the Ninja Turtles are fictional cartoon characters named after the Renaissance artists who, f- who fight evil from the home of the sewers beneath New York City. Yeah. What a great idea for a show it was. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget April, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, the reporter. But then... Uh, or Splinter. The, the, or see, Shredder. That was for, and, and Krang. Yeah, and Krang, and yeah. the Foot Clan. Yeah. I never understood Krang. He was just a brain in the body of a... Anyway, that's, we're not getting to the semantics of Teenage Ninja Turtles right now. Um, when police arrived at the scene, they found a motorbike had been stolen in Salford, abandoned in a ginnel. Couldn't use so, the word sorry. <laughs> so not only did this, this gun-toting maniac dressed in head-to-toe in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle outfit... He was driving a motorbike. He was driving a fucking motorbike. See, I so he's getting confused with Biker Mice from Mars there, which was a rip-off of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that's true. And do you remember Street Sharks? Just about, yeah. Which were those half, half shark, half man. Yeah, I do remember that. I, I, I think if I'd seen this man going down the road, I would struggle to try and identify which Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle it was. You know, I really hope the first one on the said, can we ask which Ninja Turtle? <laughs> <laughs> what, what can, can you imagine the effects? Because they all look the same, apart from the red stripe, the purple stripe, the blue stripe, and the yellow stripe. Uh, what colour was his face mask, don't we ask? Because that, that's really crucial to the operation. Yeah. Um, detectively, the two incidents uh, are linked and it's suspected to be part of a, fa- a few between two... Fa- oh my God. Uh, yeah, I forgot about this. A few between two local families who are known to the police. Do, so what do the other group dress up as, Rob? Maybe it is. Maybe it's this Biker Mice from uh, Mike, Biker no, Mice from Mars. Nobody remembers Biker Mice from Mars. Thundercats, maybe. Thundercats, possibly. Versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is there no equivalent? I can't try to think. There must be someone who must... Maybe no, Power Rangers later, I think. Yeah, but that could still be an interesting face-off, Rob. Yeah. Um, they're treating the shooting as a warning shot rather than an attempt to kill or hurt someone. Fuck off. Who did? The police? That's all, yeah. That's the the police. 
a warning shot. You don't know that you're not going to hit anyone. No, that's true. Um, <laughs> a source said, and I'm not sure this is, apparently it's a source for the police. Uh, the ninja was, fight, was fighting for evil rather than against it. We need to catch him before someone gets seriously hurt. You're confusing these people. You're confusing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle thing with, with the fact that these people might have been fighting evil and you're saying, no, they are actually evil. They never claimed that it doesn't matter. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's no comments on that story. Well, can I make a comment, right? Yeah, please do. If I was Andrew Parks, I know what I'd say to this story. These scumbags should go back to the sewers where they came from. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Rob, as much as I would have dearly loved to have got into a proper, proper... I mean, the podcast could have gone on forever with us just talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, absolutely. We do have to move on to our listener story of the week. Yeah, it's uh, another one from Shay, another one of his fantastic stories. Shay from... From Bristol. From Bristol. We are pronouncing that right. Yeah, yeah. You sure? Well, you can actually say it in proper Bristolian way, which is Bristol, but, you know, we'll get into that. Um, There's no journalist listed. Um, it's a bit of a long headline, so bear with it. Bristol software engineer Henry Smith reported to police over computer game Armageddon sketch. <laughs> I love it. Okay, I'm liking this already. This, this has, is, is this a story that has fantastic details? Uh, it does. It, 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 I think it should be longer, but without a doubt, I think the episode title is in this. Okay, uh, let me see if I can One spot sentence. It. Is it in the next sentence? Or can no, I, no, it's, 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 it's later in the article. It. I'll spot it. Um, a software engineer from Bristol sketched out a new computer game based on a nuclear war and found himself reported to police amid fears he was planning, planning Armageddon. <laughs> Henry like war games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Henry Smith's crude map of a missile, missile attack on Washington was spotted by his letting agent when he visited his flat in the city. Oh, for fuck's sake, another story about a bloody rogue uh, agent. Yeah. So he sees this guy and he reports him. Yeah. If this is like bloody uh, McCarthyism. Yeah, it's like, isn't it? it? It's, it's literally... Name like, names. Do you yeah. see what I mean? Big brother. Yeah. Um, a couple of days later, the agent phoned to ask for an explanation, and Harry, Harry told him it was part of a game he was developing. But to his alarm, he then got an email from the agent saying that he had referred the matter to the police, although they, would, they had yet to pay him a visit. I think that really takes the piss. The agent calls up and says, yeah... Um, but also, s- the suspension is... But look, if a man is planning some horrendous attack, right? Yeah. Terrorist attack. The likelihood of him leaving it open on his computer screen while a letting agent is there is slim. You'd think such a disgusting exactly, thing would be... Exactly, with certain areas highlighted. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Henry said, at first I was, I was ridiculously frightened by the whole thing. Then they said that they told the police. I ran home to check if the police had raided the house or something. It was definitely something. It was definitely very frightening to think that the police had a report in their system alleging that I was up to something suspicious involving don't, don't nuclear war. warheads. What oh, hell? Yeah. Um, sorry, are you making a point? No, no, it doesn't matter. Um, I was I was worried they'd go for a dawn raid or something. It was generally scary for a while. He added, Nobody is planning an intercontinental ballistic missile attack by Russia on Washington for a rented house in, Bristol, in a Bristol suburb. No, well, we cannot have that as an episode <laughs> title because we will... Uh, uh, we will... Uh, yeah, get attention you cannot have you know, I don't think Apple will allow inter- come on it's a continental ballistic missile attack okay that is fine yeah don't mention the names okay of the locations well how about if we had Bristol suburb intercontinental ballistic missile attack brilliant okay that is a classic <laughs> very good um <laughs> And he thought I was saying, and definitely not by drawing their missile trajectory freehand on a whiteboard. Is that what it was on? Yeah. <laughs> it's just in the corner of his room. 
So you want to see also sounds like a shite game. <laughs> and even if they're any sorry, and even if they were, they wouldn't have left these whiteboards out on a prearranged day of a visual inspection. Which I think is a fair point. Well, I've got to say to this guy, didn't he think to offer an explanation? I wouldn't have that sort of stuff littering around my house if somebody was coming over to do this inspection. I would say, by the way, just to let you know what's on the wall, you know, if you had a good social awareness, you'd say... Because you think That's you could true. perturb... If I knew somebody was coming around... If you came over, I would just have on a whiteboard those kind of things because you would think, what's going on? I'd say, this is what this well, is. Well, the White House, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a few comments. I'm not going to read them all out. Um... The first one is by Rolly12345, who says, You don't need many skills to be a letting agent, other than the ability to inflate everyone, everything beyond reason. Rent, processing fees, repair bills, commission, ego. And now it seems we can add... Now, I don't know, I don't get this comment, but Mit- Mitzi-esque fantasy? No other reference? No. No, move on then. Uh, Davy Smith says, Haha, damn right, Rolly. I love to know more about this game the guy is designing. This sounds interesting. And uh, the last comment is by uh, Joe Kingswood, right. who says, uh, did Will Smith have the same problem when he wrote his hit single, Boom, Shake, Shake the Room, Boom, Shake, Shake the Room, Tick, 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 Boom. I believe he did, yes. Yeah, and uh, I think the police are closing in on him. <laughs> well, on that note, Rob, we uh, bring this... Can you put back on your tablet? Oh, God, it's got all the dark, hasn't it? Yeah, sorry, there we are. We need <laughs> we, some artificial light. <laughs> we, uh, we bring this episode of Local Anesthetic to a close, Rob. Oh, are you still there? Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> um, and we leave, Rob, episode 113 behind, and we look forward with a mixture of eager anticipation, yet trepidation, to episode 114, Rob, as we move ever more forward like a man... Disappointed to find that his bacon is out of date, having to eat a cheese roll instead, and having to go out and buy more bacon from a different vendor. And disrupting his, uh, his masturbation routine. Just like that, we move on to episode 114. Um, now that the podcast is finished, we should just let the listeners know that Rob and I are going to enjoy our, uh, our fish and crab meal in the light of our tablets to recreate the atmosphere that Rob experienced many moons ago at the Blue Loon Cafe. Yeah, and uh, I think I'm going to put up my favourite app, which will play some ambient uh, water sounds in the background as well. I'd like that. Um, did you remember to bring the lobster? Oh, shit. Oh, I've got the pilchards. We'll just have the hot dogs in a can. It's yeah, fine. Okay. Take care. God bless. <laughs>